Hello, and welcome to the Mental Health Crossroads podcast, where we explore the intersection of mental health and developmental disabilities. This week, we hear from Justin Olson, a longtime friend of our host, Jeff Sheen. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share on all of our channels. All right, so I'm here today with my good friend, Justin Olson. And uh, Justin, do you want to kind of introduce yourselves to the folks? My name is Justin Olson. I'm from Salt Lake City, Utah. Uh, lived in Murray for about uh, 23 years and then moved over to West Jordan, moved over to Midvale, moved over to Riverton, and now back to Midvale. So I've been all over Salt Lake County pretty much. So Justin, when you uh, meet somebody for the first time, what are some of the things you like them to know about yourself? I like them to know that I'm very active, I'm very punctual, and I'm very much on time and I stay on task. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the different advocacy projects you've been involved with over the years? Sure, there's, uh, we used to call it the Bacon Lettuce, Bacon Lettuce Tomato Group, but it's the Becoming Leader of Tomorrow Group. And uh, may I just add that Jeff Sheen was part of that group as well, along with Dr. Al Romeo, along with some of my North friends that are not here today, but that's okay. Uh, but, uh, you know, being part of that program, we were able to go talk to doctors and talk to them about how to treat patients and help students transition from pediatric hood to, to adulthood. And um, that transition still having struggles today. Yeah, and that was, uh, that was a lot of good work that, that you were part of. And I, that's when I first met you. So it's kind of fun to reconnect with you. It's been several years since we've um, been in regular communication. But I know one of the things you've done for a lot of your life is you've been really involved with the Best Buddies program. Do you want to talk a little bit about your role with Best Buddies? Sure. Uh, back in uh, 2001, I uh, became uh, the, the uh, buddy director for uh, Best Buddies University of Utah that was located outside the Lowell Bennett Community Service Center. Uh, and I got to meet a, a director named Marshall, and that was the director of the Bennett Center. And he, he asked me to be the, the buddy director for Best Buddies where I met a, a Dr. Blake Gillette. He's a doctor now up in uh, Penn State in New York. He's all over the country, actually. Um, but I've been in Best Buddies since 2001. And if we can go current now and, and leave the past a little bit, we are going to talk about where I stand today with Best Buddies. I am now the uh, special event coordinator for Best Buddies statewide, and also still the buddy director as as uh, mentioned before, and I'm also uh, training to become a national advocate for Best Buddies. That's awesome, man. What What are some of the things you do in your in your work with Best Buddies? When you say you're the buddy director, what does that mean you get to do? Well, I get to uh, mingle with the buddies and and go into their place of living and and make sure they're they're being making sure that Best Buddies is helping them to our full capability. And when I say that, I mean making sure the college buddies going out with them, making sure they're getting out in that social setting so they don't go into that uh, depressed uh, state of mind. So speaking of that, you know, one of the projects that we're working on now is this mental health and developmental disabilities project. When you think about your, your work with Best Buddies, and you kind of mentioned it a little bit, how has that helped your own mental health and your own mental well-being? Well, sure. You know, being that I have to be the the upbeat one, I try not to have my down days. But as as any normal human being, Jeff, 
and Alex, uh, I would say that uh, we, we, we still have those down days. Um, and uh, for a minute, I'm just going to go sidetrack for a minute because I always do. And uh, back in uh, November 14th of this year, I kind of fell off the bandwagon. And I'm the one that needed the help. And I didn't think anybody was out there for me. But somebody from Best Buddies International called my chapter and said, now your buddy director needs help. And I had about 16 people at my door just willing to help me. And that was, you know, that was um, back when I was transitioning from August Sun to another company that, that I can't even pronounce their name because it's 16 letters long. But uh, that's where I live now currently in Midville. But, you know, we, it goes to show that we all have down days. And even though I'm not supposed to have a down day, you know, those still happen. Well, and I appreciate what you're saying, Justin, because, and you're saying it really well, that we all, we're all human. We all have times when we're able to help others and lift others. And then there's times that we need other people to come in and support us. And it sounds like you've experienced both sides of that. I have. Can you tell me a little bit about anything that you, you know, we, we used to go around and talk to doctors about how to help young adults with the, uh, the disabilities transition to adult care. We, we had this little speakers panel and we'd go out and do that. We had some great conversations. Do you have similar thoughts on what you would tell psychologists or other mental health counselors on what they might do to better support young adults that have developmental disabilities? Sure, because I've been, I've been through that as well. I'm going through it right now, in fact. And as a, as a person going through this, I can tell you, they listen to our problems, but they don't give us any exercises to do. And then we go meet with them three months later. They're like, well, did you work on anything? Well, how do you work on something? You're not going to be given the resources to work on something. You know, they need to give us an action plan. There needs to be an action plan out there. And there is no action plan. So in your experience, uh, you're going to visit with somebody and, and you see them every couple of months, but there's not necessarily from your experience um, clear instructions on what you can do on your own time? No, they, they just tell you, well, come back next time and we'll talk about it again. And then when they ask you, well, did you, did you improve or my, what am I improving on? And how am I supposed to do that? Where's the action plan? So you're quite busy between uh, your work schedule, best buddies, and these other uh, kind of community activities you're engaged in. Yeah, but Jeff, there's always time to fit you in. I mean, you know, I mean, I'll just, I'll just move everyone to the side and it'll be a whole mudslide, but I'll pick it up later. Well, I appreciate you taking some time with us today. It's, it's fun to talk to you. I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about how, how has your uh, work and your community activities uh, supported your well-being? What does that do for your mental health? Well, especially nowadays, since I moved in here on December the 31st, I'm kind of the only one, you know, I'm kind of the only one that's living here right now with, with uh, some staff that, that don't, uh, are not much of a conversation person. And so I kind of have to keep myself upbeat. And so I, when I go out, I can be like, oh, I can see the sunlight today. I can see a snowflake today. You know, also having your having the windows open, your blinds open. They say a dark room brings on sadness. 
Uh, one thing I can point out for Jeff is his room looks very dark right now. He, I mean, he doesn't look sad, but he's showing the signs of sadness. So we got to help him now. Uh, but uh, we'll help him later. Um, but uh, I do want to add that uh, having your blinds open and maybe a, a sunlight at the computer would always help. And, and being in contact with friends and but not pushing anybody away. That's fantastic. Yeah, absolutely having contact with friends. And I appreciate you pointing out the circumstances of the room right now. I did have to close the blinds so the glare wasn't in the camera, but um, I appreciate you watching out for me and being paying attention to that. So it's because you're a good friend and that's important. That, that, that's why you pay me the big bucks, Jeff. That is why we pay you the big bucks. Five bucks, huh? <laughs> what are some other things, Justin, that you have done throughout your life to um, kind of help with your mental health and keeping a balance between just, you know, like you said, as, as human beings, we have ups, we have downs, we have these different things. Sometimes we, we might be in a spot where we go and visit with the therapist to get some extra support. There might be medications involved, things like that. Um, what are some things you do to stay positive and, and to um, kind of keep your mental health in good shape? So the things I do to stay positive, Jeff, is I, I, um, I'm gonna be starting my own YouTube channel here soon. And, and and kind of recording my own story uh, because I can't write, I, I type things out or, or I, I record them. And I want to tell my story through, through things like this. If, if I'm talking like to people like this, I always, I'm just always there. It doesn't matter if I'm in a bad mood or a good mood. When people ask me information or they want to come hang out with me, they bring a, they bring a tear to my eye. Back on December 16th, when I was really bummed, I thought I'd be single the rest of my life. This is part of mental health, that's why I'm bringing it up. I, uh, I, met, a, I met a girl on Facebook dating. Uh, those online dating sites do work. They may not work for people like Donald Trump or you know, a, a, Utah, a Utah State quarterback or a UB basketball player, but um, you know, they do work. Um, Met a, met a girl, she came over, and uh, we were together for six hours. And then my one staff that was my caretaker that night wanted to leave and go home. So who came back after meeting me for six hours? My, my girlfriend, and now, now look where we are. We're, we're gonna plan a wedding and we're gonna, we're gonna get hit. So it's all part of mental health. Absolutely, uh, having uh, good close relationships is certainly a big support for our mental well-being. Um, Justin, I want to talk to you a little bit about stepping back. How did you actually, what's the story? How did you get where you are today um, doing the things that you're doing? What was kind of your, your path to this point in your life? Well, let's, let's start back when I was uh, about 22, 23 years old. That, that's going way back there because now I'm 37. Let's just cap that off right there. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, Claire Montagna, who, uh, He's a close friend of mine and yours, Jeff. Uh, and Marsha Honore Jones, who has now moved out of state, but also another uh, former good friend, I think. Uh, they got me to go up to the legislature and speak about a bill. And I was on the bottom of the DSPD waiting list. That means the Division for People with Disabilities waiting list. And I was all the way on the bottom. And when I say this next statement, it, it comes true. The squeaky wheel gets the oil. 
And I didn't think I would, so I became the real squeaky wheel, and I didn't really want the oil, but I got it anyway. But on June 9th, the same year, I got a phone call saying, you're funded and you have to move out by June 15th if you're gonna lose your funding. And I had two days to find a place. And to transition from being in mommy's house and mommy taking care of you for that long into like a group home like we are in now uh, with complete strangers taking care of you and all you get to meet is the owner of the company. And you know, it's it kind of feels like it's almost like foster care, but it's not because you know, you get to be friends with these people. I've been through a lot of providers. I've been through a lot of ups and downs. I've been through a lot of transition. But I think today that I'm, I'm in a place where uh, the company that I'm with now is ran by one of the lost boys of Sudan. And he came over here when he was six years old and the youngest boy was six and the oldest boy was 12. And there's books out there on the lost boys of Sudan. Um, but he kind of, when I met him in December and we moved in, there's still some kinks we're working out, but pretty much I'm, I'm uh, as happy as I can be. I, I appreciate you sharing that part of your story with us, Justin. I want to ask you, um, now that you're 37, because you put that out there on the record, and you think about your 22-year-old self, if you could give your 22-year-old self advice from what you know now, what kind of advice would you give yourself? You know, this is going to be crazy because as I thought about this during the week, uh, I thought to myself, I would tell myself that therapy is a good thing. Because in my mind, when I was that young, I thought, I don't want to go see those crazy people. They're crazy. They don't know what they're talking about. They might not give us an action plan, Jeff, but they... They sure are good listeners, you know, and, and being a good listener and being a third party that may not know the other side uh, is a good thing. To have that neutral party, you know, together is just a real good thing because it really makes you look at both sides. Like, well, if I did that wrong, I wonder what else I've done wrong. You know, if I've, you know, if I've had an anxiety attack over just not being able to go to a game, then that's kind of ridiculous. Put me back in preschool because I need to go back to school and learn some more stuff, you know? I think it just becomes that we need to be able to open up. We need to be okay with opening up. Great. Thank you for sharing that, Justin. I know you're a big jazz fan, so I think that's one of the games you're talking about, right? Well, yeah, it was, but it was also a couple of U of U basketball games, you know? I mean, you know, I mean, we won't talk about the small school of Logan and Weber State because – we know that uh, you're good at football, but that's about it. Well, that, there's some truth to that. So I appreciate your honesty. Justin, one of the things we like to ask our, the guests on our podcast is for an action item or something they would tell the listeners to work on this next week after they listen to this podcast that might improve their own well-being or the well-being of somebody they uh, have in their lives. So what's your advice for the listeners? Don't be afraid to reach out to your friends, even if it's been a few years that you haven't talked to them and asked for help. Or don't be afraid to even call, call, you know, there's numbers out there that you can talk to. Don't be afraid to open up. And there's always people out there, even if you just meet them on a walk. And, you know, if you need a, if you need a search animal, service animal to make you happy, that's one of the things you can do. Find what's good for you, but 
always be aware that there are people to help you. That, that is excellent advice. And, and I know that's advice that you follow yourself. Justin, when you think about the conversation we've had just briefly today, are there other things that you would want to talk about as far as um, mental health support for people with developmental disabilities or your own experience or anything else you want to share with the, the audience? You know, just to, just to be ready to flourish because you got, you got people out there that, that do care about you. Even though you don't think they do, they, they really do. And I've learned that through through Best Buddies, through People First, through many, many programs that I've been involved with. I mean, look at me and Jeff. Jeff goes away for about a decade and a half and then decides on Marco Polo to, to ping me one day and it's 10 p.m. at night, let me tell you that much. And if you know me very well, listeners, I'm always up till 2 a.m. So I'm, a, I'm ahead of his schedule anyway, so it's okay. But I mean, for friends to come back into your lives, just make sure you always leave the door open. Yeah, and I appreciate you answering that polo, my friend, because it had been quite a while. I don't know, I don't know if it had been a, a decade and a half, but it's been a little while. Um, well, you need to come back down into, into Utah where you belong, son. So well, horseback I, riding. I appreciate your invitation. So yeah, no, it's. I think that's a really important point that um, you know, there's different people coming in and out of our lives at different times, and. Uh, Friends are an important part of, of support and, and uh, supporting our mental health and all of those kinds of things. It's been a lot of fun to reconnect with you. It's been a lot of fun to have this conversation. And Jeff, may, may I just add one more comment? It's uh, very important for a long distance friend, if you can have like a FaceTime app like Zoom, Marco Polo, or even an iPhone. You know, these iPhone 11s, they're amazing. I know they're expensive, but they have, an, they have a feature called FaceTime. And, when you're talking to a friend that's either 45 minutes north or all the way down in San Diego, California, where the beaches are, and it's 80 degrees, thank you very much, uh, that uh, you can see them face to face, and that's even a better connection than just a voice. Yeah, I agree. I think that's a lot of fun. So today we're doing our interview over Zoom, so we're able to see each other. And, and if those of you that don't know about the Marco Polo app, that's been a fun app. It's a free app that uh, Justin and I and several other people use. But it's been fun to be able to talk to you and see you and, and kind of have that other level of connection versus just your voice. There's also another app out there, Jeff, that's real good. I'm going to just pipe in for it. It's Google Duos. It's uh, G-O-O-G-L-E-D-O-O-S. It's for people that don't have iPhones. They can also do Google Duos. They can have up to 16 people in one conversation. So it's uh, it can be a group meeting or just a one-on-one -on -one coffee break. We could uh, reconvene the whole bacon, lettuce, and tomato leadership group. <laughs> hey, you start paying me and we can talk. That's, a, that's another conversation for another day, but I appreciate your time and it's been fun to talk to you. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this episode where we heard about Justin and his work. Make sure you follow us on social media at MHDD Center. Like, subscribe, and share our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure to visit our website at mhddcenter.org.